0: Hello, and welcome to Web3 Delight Podcast. My name is Tesha Teshanovic, and I will be your host today. Web3 is not about technology. This is a social movement towards transparency, consensus, inclusiveness, ownership, and openness. To that end, we'll explore different elements of Web3 with our guests and learn from their journeys. Is this bear market maybe an opportunity for the rich projects in Web3 to emerge?
1: Um, that's a very interesting question and you know some people would actually look at it with the first glance and maybe think it's it's a silly idea for for projects to be kind of raising money in in such a bear market condition but however it's actually completely logical and if you like have a quick look in the history whenever there was a, a recession or even the great Depression the, the companies, that were actually raising money in such catastrophic, you know, market condition. They're usually ones that actually, you know, live out the, the recession and actually becomes the, the like the market leaders for the next five to 10 years, maybe even 15. Um, for example, in the 2008 crisis, um, housing market went collapsed in the US and everything else just, you know, uh, stumbled down and fell apart. The people who sustained their operations and survived during that market was, were, were the ones that actually become, became today, the blue chips and the billion dollar companies, some of them even trillion dollar companies. So there is a quite solid opportunity in some projects when you're, when you're talking about web three, um, when it comes to such bear market, you know, it, it is the best type of investment or best, but not say let's not say best type of investment, but the best time to invest is during extreme fear and this is not just my opinion or you know su- subjective opinion it's even said by the biggest investors in the world in the world smartest people like warren buffett say when there's ex- extreme fear in the market that's when you should go shopping when there's extreme greed in the market that's where you should be very cautious and start you know offloading some things where you- if you've made a lot of uh, profits and so on so i hope that answers your question
0: yeah, it does. So I guess that now it might be the best time to invest.
1: That's correct. It maybe. Well, we just we just got started, you know, with the with the global economy. What would happen? What's with happening in Europe with um, electricity crisis, with uh, the oil crisis around the world? Um, what is Russia doing to Europe? You know, closing or shutting down the natural gas from getting there. You know, they just. Close the taps, (laughs) no electricity is moving there, the US inflation is just going up and up even though they're increasing interest rates, they're being like very hawkish, increasing interest rates month to month um, between 50 to 75 basis points every month, but still inflation is not going down. So we're just getting started. Yes, it looks like shit already hit the fan, but it did not really affect the market's Like it should, you know, we have not had a recession in the past 14 years almost, and the 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 best time where a recession should could have actually actually happened was during the COVID crisis, and the U.S. kind of, you know, didn't didn't mitigate the risk of having a crisis. They just printed money, which led to now crazy inflation, and it, it is, it's just not sustainable. What they were doing is they printed what they printed previously in the past 40 years in one year. So the inflation just went super crazy, and it was to help the the, the, the risk on asset classes, the markets, stock markets, very specifically the U.S. stock markets, and uh, they were trying to, you know, mitigate a uh, catastrophic disaster during COVID because that would would have been really bad. But they just—it's kind of like they 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 kicked the can a little bit far away. But now, you know, it, it was just a like a like a, a show that now ended, and now they have a reality check. And yeah, it's maybe it's not the best time right now, but you can start accumulating assets that you always wanted to to buy in a bull market. Now you're a little bit too afraid to buy it because market is just going down. So if you start DCAing, that would be a smart move. But do not put your money, all of it right now because we, we don't know what could happen in three months, six months. Things are unclear and uncertainty is, is, is not a great thing to be um, to be putting all of your money at once. It just the more it goes down, put a little bit more. More it goes down, put a little bit more until you have a proper average on whatever asset class you are willing to invest. And always diversification is, 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 is a good option. Do not go all in crypto or all in just Web3 or all in just stocks, you know, distribute your fund or um, whatever money and amount you have to invest in different asset classes.
0: How do you regain the trust to users in the idea of DeFi after all these scandals in this
1: year? Also, very interesting question because <laughs> this year I think we have we seen the worst of all scandals, or let's say um, catastrophic disasters in in the crypto market. Worst of them all was uh, um, Luna Terra Luna, the collapse of Terra Luna. Like it was um, around eighteen billion uh, U.S. dollars, just it, out of out of in out of the blue, just suddenly it just vanished. Um, how to regain the trust, that is a pretty smart way to, t- to ask about DeFi. Well, in, in DeFi, we have the big rollers, okay, um, your, 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 your usual suspects, um, right? Compound, MakerDAO, and Aave, right? You, if you want to put your, your money on, 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 on stuff that are actually proven to be doing great for the past, I don't know five, ten years. These are the, the, the big guys in the in the industry, but when it comes to DeFi and, tr- and 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 regain trust of users, well, DeFi actually never caught mainstream mainstream adoption. DeFi do, doesn't even have more than like a, a ten million users or something. Really, it never caught mainstream adoption. So for people to actually regain trust, it's it's like people have to start fresh. From DeFi, whoever is building in DeFi, they really have to focus on making DeFi more simple to use when it comes to user experience and user interface. Because DeFi is right now, it's it's great tech, like really good tech. However, how it's used for the end user or how the end user can interact with DeFi is very complicated. And there's a lot of human error risks. On the table, like if you put it in a wrong wrong wallet address, or you just add one letter, or you forget one letter or or digit, you just mess up the whole thing. And in DeFi, when your money is gone, it's just gone. There's it's not like a bank where you can call your bank and call support and ask them to revert the transaction, or you've done something wrong or a mistake or something like that. In DeFi, when once it's gone, it's like gone through a black hole. It's not coming back. So I think. The question be, can, can be better asked is not how do we regain trust, is how do we onboard more users to use the DeFi tech instead of traditional finance or to move traditional finance users to DeFi in a way where they don't have to really be like crypto geeks or crypto enthusiasts and know how to you know, create a meta mask connected to different protocols and, and, and different um, uh, dApps to actually interact with DeFi. We just need to make it as simple as it gets, just a few clicks, with very minimal risk of error while using, and at the same time tell them like, what kinds of risks are they getting into from the start before even investing in anything. So you kind of educate the people and then make it simple to use, as simple as it gets.
0: So, yeah, in the end, it's all about the seamless user experience.
1: That's 100% correct. That's, that, that is the sweet spot where if DeFi um, devs can actually figure it out, and I know a lot of projects are in the process of doing that, as soon as that's out and the market is, like, like because in this, in this market and what we're going to see very soon happening in different countries around the world, people are going to, like, Lose hope and be fed up with banks and traditional finance in general because the inter- the crazy interest rates that are going on um, for uh, borrowing and lending. Whether when you when you lend them your money, you get very very small percentage back, like below one percent. And when you're borrowing, you pay them like I don't know six to seven percent right now on on personal loans. In some countries, it's up to like twelve to fourteen, which is insane. People will need. An alternative. They will. And as soon as they find one that they can understand and use easily and seamlessly, like you said, they will 100% go for it. And like I said, in DeFi, it's less than 10 million people. It's below 0.001% of people with mobile phones and access to an internet use DeFi. So this is kind of how you can onboard people to, to start using DeFi.
0: Tokenization of physical assets is a probably way forward if you want to onboard more people into the Web3. What are the problems we are currently experiencing with that idea?
1: Well, tokenization is a very interesting topic, very very interesting topic, and is one of my favorite things to talk about. Because as you know, am um, co- as me as co-founder and COO of Project Nexus. Tokenization is like our little darling, right? It's the forgotten child of the blockchain technology, right? Everybody stuck up to um, cryptocurrency and and how does cryptocurrency work and so on. But people really didn't consider that, you know, tokenizing assets, physical assets, real world assets is also a big thing that nobody really gave attention to in the very beginning when when crypto was on. Crypto just took everybody by surprise and everybody was just hyped about um, crypto. Um, Tokenization is, you like you can literally visualize anything being um, fractionalized and being sold into smaller pieces what do I mean by that for example let's talk about real estate and that's what project nexus is doing um, as a unique unique uh, let's say asset class that has not been dabbled with much in 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 the past right people some people tried but they did not do it the right way because they did not use blockchain. But how you can fix something like um, investing in real estate for, for a fraction of its price? You can tokenize it. How is that? You can take a real world asset, like uh, let's say a property in Dubai, in, in, in the tallest building in the world, um, a company like like mine, Project Nexus, right? We, we buy the, the property, uh, let's say, one floor, which, let's say, costs $100 million. And then we fractionalize it and tokenize it through blockchain technology into fractions of its price for a small percentage of the property. So we make $5 worth of uh, Burj Khalifa. So one, one token equals $5. So now the market is kind of open to anybody and everybody all over the planet with just a mobile phone and an internet connection can now invest in any type of asset class that can be tokenized. But the the one that people are looking at the most is real estate because a lot of people would like to invest in real estate, but they don't have 100K or 200K to, to invest in a property to buy the whole thing. But now when you tokenize it on the blockchain and have it in the form of token, it's now fractionalized. So literally you you, you destroy the barrier to entry and let anybody now invest in asset classes where they could not before.
0: So how is the Project Nexus uh, working with this uh, uh, tokenization of physical assets?
1: So, yeah, okay. What we do is we, 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 we have tokenized stocks and tokenized, uh, tokenized stock derivatives and tokenized real estate, other than crypto, of course. What we do with with real estate is that, let's say, we have we have very strong partners in in Europe and in the Middle East, in the MENA region. They have a lot of uh, properties. One of one of our um, solid partners is called SD77. They're based in Frankfurt. They have a, a portfolio of 950 million euros worth of properties. What they do is they give us exclusive access to their properties, and they would love to tokenize it with with us. So we take their properties, kind of, we own it for a period of time, where we tokenize it, and then we list it on our application, which is projectnexus.app is the website. The app is not live yet. It will be live in, uh, in February. And people can now sign up, make an account on Project Nexus, and within just a few minutes, they can invest in any real estate all over Europe, MENA, and we're expanding to Asia as well. How does it work? Like I said before, you take a project, you take a property that's worth 10 million, tokenize it, break down the cost into tokens, $5 or $10 per token. And then anybody can just buy up real estate worth of $5 or $10 in a prime location in a, in a very um, well established and well developed um, city with a great economy. For example, a, a country like Germany or Switzerland or Dubai, like I mentioned earlier. And then it, we don't just stop there. After that, you asked me earlier about DeFi, right? And how can people get like fixed DeFi and gain back trust and, and, and onboard more people? What we did is we looked at DeFi and we looked at crypto loans very specifically and crypto loans were, were the tech is just beautiful. It's amazing. Um, and then we said, okay, but it's, it's used in a way with just with a very volatile asset price. So thing is, with crypto loans, you give up your Bitcoin as collateral, and then you can get up to 60% of uh, loan of the value of the asset you put as collateral. So if you put in 100K, you can take a loan of $60,000 um, with, with a, maybe a variable interest rate if you're using pure DeFi platform. Like the interest rate could, could go up and down. Um, however, the problem is... The underlining asset, which is cryptocurrency or Bitcoin in this example, is very volatile. And the chances of you getting liquidated, just like how Celsius got you know, got under the water and BlockFi almost as well, and three hours capital is because they over leveraged themselves. And, the other, and they did not expect the underlying asset, which is Bitcoin, to drop below 20K, which was the all-time high of the previous bull market bull cycle in 2018 so the thing is here the underlying asset is very very volatile and how did we take that and fix that problem is that we took the same tech of the crypto loans and we we're like if we can implement this on other asset classes that are tokenized because now you know really we're tokenizing real estate and stocks and they're blockchain based so they're also tokens ERC 20 tokens now you can also use these same tokens as collateral to give people loans at lower interest rates and very like drastically less chances of getting liquidated because the underlying asset now if you talk about stocks is way less volatile than crypto and if you talk about real estate it's extremely extremely less volatile than crypto and stocks both combined so you can now with project nexus use DeFi as well as investing in real estate so let's say you invest in real estate you buy properties worth of 10K and um, a few months later, you want to get some cash, but you don't want to really sell your assets. So you can give up your 10K as collateral to Nexus, where we'll give it back when you when you um, pay back your loan and get a loan up to 80%. So if you give us 10K as collateral of real estate, we we'll give you 8K as a loan for very low interest rate between two to four which is 60% cheaper than any bank in the world, okay? And your your chances of getting liquidated are very slim because for you to get liquidated, it needs to drop below 20% because you have 80% of a loan. And real estate is almost, almost impossible to drop 20% without you noticing, you know? So what I usually say (laughs) in my pitches, I'd be like, let's visualize together a real world problem. How long does it take you to get a mortgage loan against your home approved? If you want to go to the bank and get a loan against your home, against your your property um, from the bank, you want to get a loan. On average, it takes between 20 to 30 days. In best case, and that's in the best case, 20 days, that would be 28,800 minutes on top of a lot of paperwork, on top of that, a lot of paperwork. Then I say, imagine in in the near future where one day you can do all of that in just a few minutes, wouldn't that be fascinating? With Project Nexus, you can buy a fraction of of an apartment, for example, Burj Khalifa, for as less as $5 and get a loan against your asset and start spending that loan in under five minutes. That is four times, four four thousand five hundred and seventy five times faster than any bank in the world. There is a lot of problems, and it seems like Project Nexus has the solutions. And then I'd be like, "What are you waiting for?" <laughs> and this is this is kind of what I say in a lot of my pitches to, for people to make people visualize a problem that Nexus is solving, and that is only in one of our elements, which is borrowing and lending. And I said here something that you might maybe ask me is how do you start spending it if you get a loan and you start spending it in under five minutes? Usually when you, get a, when you get a loan from DeFi, you get USDTs and then you have to sell your USDTs to US dollars and then you get a transfer to your bank, which could take a few days. right? If you visit the Project Nexus website, you'll find the Nexus card. And this is the way it's the crypto card. And the crypto cards are also great tech. But the way they're used is that if you have $10,000 $10, worth of Bitcoin and you want to buy a cup of coffee that costs $5, $5 in the background, they sell $5 worth of your Bitcoin. They, they convert it to USDT, and then the USDT, they convert to US dollars, and then they send it to the, 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 the bank of the merch that you are in, the merchandise you're in, whereas the coffee shop or if you're buying anything else. What we do with here is you get a loan, backed with your assets whether it's real estate stocks or cryptos and then you already have the usdt balance in your cash account which can be instantly used by the card to withdraw from the atm or to pay anywhere whether it's a physical place you are paying or it's an online store and what we do is we automatically transfer your usdt into us dollars and you can just start spending them instantly and that's why i say you can Buy a property, get a loan and start spending your loan all in under five minutes, which is, it's just fascinating.